The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to Low Sunday. Traditionally, this is the worst attended Sunday in any Sunday of the year. But it actually, we're doing pretty good here. This isn't so bad. It's got the best text in my view. Thomas sometimes called Doubting Thomas, and we should probably throw that out right away because doubt is never mentioned in this text today. Unbelief and belief is mentioned, so we really should probably call it Believing Thomas Sunday. But all of it ends, this amazing text towards the end of the Gospel of John, that all that has been written about Jesus could fill up books and books and books, but what has been written has been written that you and I, you and me, will believe. Belief is hard. Things happen in our lives that make believing difficult. 
And that is why this text is so beautiful. Because Thomas and the disciples start out afraid, locked behind closed doors, and then move to faith. In particular, Thomas will say, my Lord and my God, to Jesus. Probably the greatest confession of faith on the pages of the New Testament. What moved Thomas from refusing to believe to believing? Something happened in the middle there that I'm intrigued about. Because like I said, I think believing is hard today. I could just go down a list of reasons, maybe just share a few just to get us grounded in reality. One of our, uh, someone I was speaking to about this text this week shared that, yeah, um, I had this very close friend from, really goes back to my youth, um, just great friends, we just hung out, it was awesome, and they knew I was a Christian, but we never really talked about it that much, and then I I, this person decided to go to seminary and told them that, and that was the end of the friendship. You must, what? Are you some kind of nut or something? And the friend had no space, no room for someone to believe in Jesus because they assumed that that meant a lot of things that it doesn't. And that leads me to the other reason why it's hard to be a Christian and hard to believe sometimes. I know this is going to be a shocker, but it's because of other Christians. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) I got an amen on that one. All right. (laughs) You know, sometimes other Christians look different than us and believe different things, and they have different political views than ours and social views and other things. And and, uh, sometimes, and this is I think the biggest problem is a lot of Christians don't know the classic distinction between law and gospel. Yes, God's law is the law, and we got the Ten Commandments and others, and we've got guides, and we've got a norm and a standard, um, but mostly that's what they preach when it comes to Christianity. And they don't hear, people don't hear the gospel. If you ask most pure people on the street about what is a Christian, they would probably not say it's someone that believes that God, in God's infinite, amazing love, came to earth, took on flesh, and died for our sake so that we could believe and trust in Him and have forgiveness for all of our feelings, have the promise of eternal life. And all of this is a free gift. You probably wouldn't hear that on the streets today. You'd hear, well, those are the judgy people, and they hate these people and these people and these people, even though, of course, we don't, or at least anyone who follows Christ wouldn't, shouldn't. Boy, that was some law right there, wasn't it? So, yeah, sometimes it's hard to believe today because there's some people who believe that, ugh, it's rough, we're so different But it's hard to believe today, too, because we live in this enlightened, post-enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, world where people have invested in human reason and science as the ultimate God, that which can answer all questions even though it can't. 
It can answer a lot of questions, and it's a good... I'm not anti-science or anti-reason, but I also know it can only take you so far. But today, oftentimes, when you're a believer, you're looked down upon. Um, Don't go on YouTube and search these things because you'll be shocked. But there's a lot of people who think you are pretty... Well, I won't use the word. It's also hard to believe today because the church has been demeaned by our culture on the whole. And what I mean by this is that all the the failings and faults of the church have been celebrated every moment, every time it happens, past, present, future. It makes the news, it's everywhere, and very little of what the church actually does in the world is ever talked about once in a while. I always, to some of my friends who think the church is such a, you know, I don't believe in institutions, I don't believe in the church, it's organized, it's corrupt, and all this stuff, I just say, well, you know, talk to me about Lutheran World Relief and um, Lutheran Disaster Response and how much money went to Ukraine um, just from this congregation, um, and talk to me about how many soup kitchens would be open today if it wasn't run by Christians and churches or the Benedict House and, you know, Bremerton, and I could just go on and on and on. I could spend at least a half an hour talking to you about all the things the church does that no one knows about. At least they don't hear about it. It's hard to believe, but really, I haven't even got to the toughest one when it comes to belief, and that is we live in a broken world. I mean, my goodness, we've lost another dear, cherished, lots of people we've lost in this congregation, another dear, cherished person who's just one of the most beautiful men I've ever met, lost him on Easter to the church, but we didn't lose him. He's he's in the church triumphant now. That makes it hard to believe. Death makes it hard to believe. It gets us afraid and locked behind closed doors. All the things I've mentioned shut us in behind closed doors. But here's the good news for you and for me and for all the world today is Jesus doesn't let closed doors keep him out. Yes, in the letter of Revelation, Jesus stands at the door and knocks, but a lot of times he just busts through, and I'm thankful for that. How about you? And he busts through today. And what does he say to these disciples? So afraid of, yes, the Jewish authorities who might be after them now, but also maybe afraid of Jesus, the risen Lord, who they totally let down and betrayed. Have you ever thought about that? And he doesn't come with law. He doesn't come with, you blew it. He doesn't come with, you better. You should. You must. He comes and says, Peace be with you. Shalom, wholeness, healing. Do not be afraid. Peace be with you. Today, in the midst of our struggle to believe, Jesus breaks through and says those words and gives us His grace and mercy. He breaks through. And like He said earlier in the Gospel of John, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in Me. Believe in God. Didn't I tell you I go to prepare a place for you in my Father's house are many rooms, many mansions, many... The new heaven and the new creation awaits us. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And then even better, (sighs) 
He breathes on them the Holy Spirit, and He breathed the Holy Spirit into us when we were baptized, and when we sing, and when we come together, and we go to the Lord's table. He breathes into us, because I've got news for you, and I, I hope this is good news, but you cannot believe. Not only is it hard to believe, it's impossible to believe, unless The Holy Spirit is breathed into you, and you receive that faith. Well, Thomas is our guide. We'll give another sermon on doubting someday. This is not about doubting. We all have our doubts. I'm not encouraging them, but we have them. They don't separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Thomas is actually refusing to believe Thomas. He says, I will not believe. I missed out. I want the same thing that you guys got. And, and I've been there. And, you know, you'd think, well, Jesus would be like, no, he comes in and he gives them the same thing, and he shows them his hands and his feet. Now, I don't know if Thomas actually touched him. I don't know, but Jesus showed him, look, your sins are on me. They were on me on the cross, and I've defeated them. And peace be with you, Thomas. Do not refuse to believe, he says. Let yourself believe. See, that's the key. Don't shut yourself off. Let yourself believe, and that's what we're all doing here today. We come so God in Christ can breathe the Spirit's power to believe into us and breathe life back into us each and every Sunday and every moment. It's like a hand that reaches down like we're drowning and reaches down and grabs us and pulls us out of the deep and sets us on dry land. Your sin was on Jesus, your sin is defeated. He shows that to you. Let the Spirit breathe faith into you once again. I know I need it. I know every day we need it. But God is faithful in Christ, and He will not let any fear or sin or locked door keep Him out. Jesus breaks through to us today in word and in this meal, and says, let not your hearts be troubled. And we say, our Lord and our God. Amen.